from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the sounding board for the Utah School Counselors Association. And today we're talking about a little something, something called School Pulse. So I have here with me today, Yuri Melo. Um, is that right? Close? Uh, Melo? It's mellow. Like, Mello. like super oh, mellow. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. Well, Mello. I'm here with Yuri Melo. He is the founder <laughs> um, of School Pulse. This is a student service to help increase the mental health of students within your schools. Um, so welcome, welcome, Yuri, to the show, man. Man, it is so good to be here. Like, I feel like I have arrived. If I'm on the show with <laughs> Nate Webb, I have arrived. There I have go. made you, it. So you I'm have happy arrived. to be here, brother. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up starting School Pulse and how School Pulse became a thing. What the heck is School Pulse? Let us on it. What is the story here? <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So I really, I mean, it's, it started as a, as, a, as a licensed political social worker, which is what I've been doing for the last 20 months, 20 years. Uh, and it really, I, those 20 years were really spent in therapy. Like that's what I did. That's what I spent my time doing. And then in 2017, and I hope this doesn't bore anybody, but that was, we, we've, I mean, we've had some weird years in Utah, but I feel like that was a weird year in Utah. And we had, I think that was the year we had seven suicides at Harriman High. I mean, right. we had down here in Washington County, we had seven here within our high schools as well. Uh, and I actually had a, a good friend of mine um, whose name is Justin Keat. He's the principal at Desert Hills, fantastic high school. Both of my kids were going to that school at that time. And him and I had kind of become friends. And I felt like he was this kind of innovative, like I'll do whatever it takes for my kids in the school. Right. And uh, after his, after those two kids died by suicide, and then there was another kid that died after that too. And it was just, oh. I think there was a lot of pressure from the school board. I think there was a lot yeah. of pressure from, <laughs> so, and he was just like, man, Yuri, those kids weren't even on my radar, man. Right. Like they're like good kids, like successful um, and so him and I began to have these similar, these little like mastermind type meetings and just talking about like, you know, how can we create these resources? Should we create some app? Like, how do we create something that's a little more preemptive, a little more proactive, a little more preventative focused? You know, and him and I kind of went back and forth and he was busy being a principal. I was busy running my practice. And, right. and honestly, like, we, we, I mean, we didn't disconnect, but, you know. Everybody was just busy. And then I met up with uh, Trent Staley, who's the other co-founder of School Pulse. And he's this kind of genius software engineer who just works super hard and is just uh, has these wonderful ideas. And, and as we were kind of talking about this idea, he said, dude, I, I love that idea. I love that concept that checks all these boxes for me. I want to do something that's good and meaningful. And he said, but the way we're going to do it is like, let's not create an app. Let's not do it over email or just create resources. Let's figure out a way to go directly to students via text. And I mean, and that was kind of the moment of inception, right? That was the genesis of, of where we began. And we launched uh, a very small, a very small concept at Desert Hills that year. And we were really just kind of checking in with students one time a week 
just seeing how they were doing and then providing that data back to the school. Um, yeah, you're good. Providing that data back to the school. And now, I mean, it, it's a whole different animal. I mean, now we go to students three times a week. You know, we go to them Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Proactivity is the key. And I'll talk about that in, in just a moment. But our real goal, like what we've developed, or what we have, I, I think, evolved into doing is, is, I mean, it's less about just gathering data for the school, but really becoming this mechanism that systematically delivers what I say is the best positive psychology, the best growth mindset, and the best like cognitive behavioral skills in the planet directly to students via text all year long. Mm. And then on top of that, we provide this live one-to-one professional support anytime that students text back, whether they're just checking in on their day or just checking in on one of our fun questionnaires or one of the podcasts that we release every Monday or, and they're met by just like a real caring person that greets them with enthusiasm, is respectful, is kind, is gentle. And we celebrate with them and provide a super safe and non-threatening place where they can kind of work through some of their own challenges. Uh, And many times, and you know this, uh, Nate, specifically, we do whatever we can to facilitate a connection between those students and number one, their parents. Right. But also many times we end up facilitating a connection between that student and the amazing resources that schools have in place, meaning right. the school counselors school or a counselors. school social worker. Yeah. So School Pulse is a texting service where that caseworkers, therapists, licensed professionals essentially will reach out to students three times a week. Yeah. That is correct. So I, I, I create all that content, right? And so we proactively go to them Monday. We deliver a podcast. Uh, I mean, we have, I think, close to the most listened to podcast for teens in the nation now, which is just rad. Uh, on Wednesday, we just check in with them. We do, we do uh, four questionnaires. We do kind of a general wellness. We do kind of a, a confidence scale. We do a, an academic effort and a school climate and culture. Um, and then when students respond to that, I mean, we interact with them, uh, and then Friday we deliver more like positive goodness. And when you ask them those questions, is it like a, like scale of one to four or like, how are they rating that? Like the happiness the academic stuff? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So we use a super simple, right? We try to keep it as simple as possible. So we use a four point Likert scale, just what you said. So okay. like our general wellness questionnaire is, from really sad to really happy. Our confidence scale is from really nervous to confident. Uh, our academic effort is from not trying at all to I try hard every day, you know, and then our, our culture and atmosphere that we're releasing to schools is a satisfaction, the satisfaction scale, one to four from not satisfied at all to very satisfied. And of course, our goal is, is, is we're, trying to, we're trying to figure out every possible way to get kids to be engaged, right? In their school, connected to their schools, connected to people in their lives that matter. That's like our goal. Right. So a lot of people would think this is kind of similar to SafeUT where, you know, kids can make anonymous texts and they can, because SafeUT has a 24 seven chat line as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think where, where this differs is school pulse reaches out to the students instead of the students having to reach out to school pulse. 
um, with, because uh, with, with CFUT, obviously the students have to start things. Um, same with 741741. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so how, what are your guys' hours of operation with, because you guys have people reaching out to them. So you guys have a call center full of professionals. What are the hours of that? Love that. Yeah, we go from 8 a.m. to midnight. Uh, we, we try to be respectful of, of parents and not text their minor children after, after midnight. Um, I will make one quick observation there. And we absolutely love those services. I mean, I love the 741 line. I love the Safe Utah service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know those people there at the, at the Huntsman Center. We've actually collaborated in some projects in the past. But there are some really significant differences that I think are really important is primarily the Safe Utah. And they've expanded their services, which is really awesome. But primarily, right, they're a crisis service, right? I mean, they're they're there as they they promote themselves as a crisis line, as a crisis service. And you said it correctly, Nate, that that the student has to initiate, right? They have to create it. They have to download the app. They have to create login, password, and then they have to initiate and the main emphasis is crisis, right? And our main emphasis is, is not that. We deal with a lot of crisis, but, but our main emphasis is we want to be a, a true kind of tier one, right, approach to the student body, right, to, to parents that promotes an extraordinary mindset that encourages, that supports, that inspires, that motivates. And then, of course, yes, we deal with crisis, but the, one of the best descriptions that I heard, and this actually came from one of the developers of, of the Safe Utah app, is he said, yeah, we're, we're more like a fire extinguisher on the wall approach. Like when, when there's crisis happening, you go, you break the glass and you use that fire extinguisher and you blow it out. And it's wonderful, right? I mean, they had 30,000 interactions last year throughout every school and university, and it's rad and it's good and it's saving lives. Well, just in Tooele, right? I mean, we're, we, we happen to be part of your high school, which we absolutely love. I mean, we have 80,000 interactions with right. just that student body. Right. Over the course the of the last two years. That's right. And, and so that's about, yeah, so about 40,000 each. So that's the difference there in just that one school is the proactivity, right? Right. Is we don't, we don't wait. We're, we're actively going to students. And so what year did you guys roll out your services to schools? Yeah, we started out in 2017. Um, that was that was the first year that we rolled that like initial little product, and mm-hmm. then we kind of spread out mostly just down here, kind of in Washington County, uh, and a couple of other little things. And it was honestly really as of about two years ago, because at that point, I mean, I'm still like working full time as a therapist. You know, Trent's right. still kind of running a bunch of other businesses and. And until we like, you know, raised a little bit of capital, and this is more business chat, but we raised up some capital that allowed me to kind of come on full time and really focus my effort on kind of building the psychology of our, of our program. And it allowed Trent to kind of come on as well. And then we really built it. Like, so 2017 is, is the year that we started, mm-hmm. uh, but really as of a couple of years ago is really when we started to push heavily. Gotcha. And we're now in about 26 states and Dang. over 100 schools. So it's cool. I was going to say about how, how many schools use your services now? Yeah. Oh, it's just over 100. So across 26 yeah, states, across 26 states. Is so, Utah I mean, the heaviest school that your, your enrollment is in because you, I mean, you're based out here? No, actually. Uh, we actually have a, a couple of really hot states. Uh, 
I mean, we, we do have quite a few schools here in, in Utah, but between like Idaho and Wisconsin, we, those are just like two little hot spots. Like, and it's weird. Like so you have we a lot of schools in Wisconsin. It That's must awesome. be something with the cheese, man. I don't know what it is, something. but it's, it's all the, all the Green Bay Packer fans over there. But I think it was because we, we launched over there and they did like a big news story on us. And then they have like a big clinic there called the Marshfield Clinic. It's like the Mayo Clinic. Right. And they just adore us. Like they're oh. just like, like we'll literally pay schools to use that service. And so there's just a, a big push in prevention in that state. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool. And so as with every service, there is a cost involved, and but not for the students, but to the school. I know a lot of counselors out there, they want services like this, but it's hard to get admin on board. And so how, how can schools find funding to pay for this service? Because, you know, every, every school might get their own individual quote, but for the most time, public knowledge wise, at least services are usually between one to $2 per student per month. Um, And so how, how, how have you found that schools can, if they don't have the funds, get the funds or how can, how can counselors pitch this to administration to get them on board? I, I love that. Um, and that like, it's, it always comes down to that, right? Because I, I mean, there are just absolutely wonderful people out there that would love to have our service in our school, but, it, but it's budgetary wise. I mean, there's some clear constraints and, and I think Utah specifically, I, I think, you know, per student, our, our rate is not the best. I think it's actually one of the, the lowest. I think Idaho might actually be lower than Utah, but, um, but as far as where, schools are finding money to fund this we we fit really nicely in a couple of initiatives uh, one of course is suicide prevention that's one that we fit really nicely in uh, for schools who are big proponents of like kind of social educational social and emotional type learning things that usually have some money or some funding that's available there we fit nicely there we've had a lot of schools use their school safety funds Mm -hmm. Uh, as well because of the service that we're providing as a prevention type method. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of, um, I mean, I'm just thinking of a conversation that I had recently with the principal uh, and he uses his um, trust land funds. Yeah. Trust land funding. Mm -hmm. uh, And he uses his TSSA money as well. And Mm, he just assigns specific goals and objectives that he would like to see with our program, which we can provide some of that data uh, and then he just assigns that money. Um, so a lot of schools have also had some success with ESSER funds as well. So that's kind of those big federal dollars that came through. Some of those as are like COVID relief kind of monies. Right. And Utah just barely, Governor Cox just barely passed the bill. Um, the, the latest the latest legislation, um, there's a couple of bills that were passed. And one of them was that every school gets a little bit more mental health money. Mm, awesome. I actually didn't know that. Um, and so that's that's a potential something because these services are amazing, but it's something that administration often doesn't know about. And so counselors, as you're thinking about this, you, need, you also need to think about how am I going to pitch this to my admin so that they want to hop on board because you absolutely need the support of the entire school. Um, you know, for a program like this, you're going to need your admin support and everybody, because I mean, it is, it is a hefty bill at the end of the day, especially if you're at a six, a school, it's like 2000 kids, that's 2000 bucks a month. And you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a heavy build of to foot, but 
it is doable. Um, so yeah. Um, well, Yuri, as we're wrapping things up, do you have any final things for any things that counselors should know about the school post program, things you'd like people to know? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things and I appreciate you giving me that, that time and I'll try to be brief. Um, so I, I think number one, the, the cost, right? I mean, if we just think about the cost and, and, and it can be like, I mean, I remember even just charging for my services as a therapist. I mean, I charge like 200 an hour and it, and it's so hard for me sometimes to charge for that, even though I know that I can deliver a good product, right? And I, and I think something that I think is important to realize that when, when, we, when we come into a school, right, we're not, we're not just delivering um, curriculum, right? We're not just delivering a, a, a program that, that they have to implement. We're really delivering an active team. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking about like a team that is active, and, and on call, like Monday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to midnight, there for every single chat and conversation that your students may have. And by the way, that your parents may have, because we invite every parent to participate in the service as well. Mm. And so it, it's, it's important to realize that, yes, like that seems like a lot of money. But if that means that you're literally adding 15 professionals that cover like that amount of time, right? That's a that's a pretty good deal. And the other thing that I'll say just quickly to counselors as well, and I and I say this because I've shared this with many other counselors who are looking to, I think, like you said, Nate, to, I think to present a, a a a confident case, right? for the need of, and it's not just services like this, like there are many other, right? Whether you're right. looking at some other form of curriculum or some other method or, but the data that's, that we're seeing out there is really convincing. Um, I mean, you're, you're what is some of that the, data you're seeing? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like the latest uh, like CDC numbers that, that they released and that the surgeon general released. Uh, and it says that nearly one in three girls, and that statistic kind of blew my mind, one in three girls reported seriously considering suicide in the past year. Like that's a 60% increase from a decade ago. 60% report feeling persistently sad or hopeless, and that's of girls. Wow. And then almost 20% of girls ex reported experiencing rape or some other sexual violence in this previous year. Oh and then, of course, we have kind of, you know, the, the numbers that you already know that we all know, which is like feelings of persistent sadness and hopelessness are affecting more than one third of all kids across all races, ethnicities, and has increased as well over the, over the previous years. And, and this has been something, I mean, we've all heard about um, you know, this kind of mental health crisis and, you know, the surgeon general has spoken to it. Right. Uh, and, and for me, like, we just want to join schools, man. I, I think any school that says like, okay, we're talking about this in our board meetings. We're talking about this in our community with our PTA moms and schools that are taking active measures to actually do something to get in the game I just respect them and, and I'm cheering them on and I would love to provide this data so that they can go and plead that case so that they can maybe access some of those funds. Yeah. And if that's to purchase something like us, Stellar, we'd love to be there. But if it's to purchase other services or an additional social worker or an additional counselor, awesome. Like, right. So right. that's why I like to share that data. Bro. 
That's awesome. Um, something I noticed. So here at Tooele, we got the school pull service last year. Um, and some things I noticed as using it, it's super user-friendly, guys. You get onto it and you get on your dashboard and you can look at all the messages, all of them, every single one of them that are going on. You could look through every single one. And then they have pin messages that if there is a situation of concern, if someone who is talking to one of those professionals has disclosed some, disclosed some information that might be concerning, they'll pin those messages to the top. So you can look through those threads and see what's going on here. Why do they deem that to be concerning? And if something's really concerning, they'll just email you straight up. Yuri sent me several emails. Hey, this kid's mentioned they might be suicidal. We look at the information that they have disclosed on the chat. Sometimes like we need more information and then they get more information. And we've always been able to identify the student and get them the help that they need. Um, there's other cool little things within the, the dashboard that I found out that are useful. Like when we did our rollout, we, we bribed them with Amazon cards because that's how you work with kids. Um, and, and we would just, there's a little dice icon you can click on and send a random message to any student that has opted into the service um, and say, hey, you, wanna, you want something, come to the counseling office. Um, a lot of kids, what they really like is it's anonymous. It's an anonymous service because when they, they scan that QR code, that's how they opt in is with a QR code. When they scan it, it doesn't give anyone anyone's name. It hardly even gives them their number. Their number just gets opted in for the message. So the person will send out a message. They don't know who the message is going to. They don't know whose number that message is going to. They just know that message is going to student 55115 or whatever ID they have right by it. And so, and then they, with students that do disclose, you know, things that might be concerning, they have more frequent follow-ups. Um, and all that you can see it from within. But the really cool part, because counseling is a lot of a lot of I don't know kumbaya feelings that are really hard <laughs> to hard hard to quantify to measure. Yes. And so the, they have they do have a data uh, tab on their dashboard where it just shows the Likert scales that the kids are participating in to show overall like wh where they're you know where where they're improving where they're declining. And I've found it's it's a really good measure of like looking at seasons of distress. Like we can look, oh, wow, mm. our student population is struggling in December. We need to do more things in December. They're struggling at this time. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different analytics and things you can use there. Um, and if nothing else, it's a good way, just as the name suggests, just to keep a pulse on your school, see what they're talking about, see what they're going through. Even if you're not going to do much with it, just knowing is really, really helpful. And so that's some of the things I've noticed, but from having school pulse in our school as well. So anyway, oh, super kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's anytime, awesome. Man. So yeah. Well, thank you I, so much. Oh yeah. Go for it. I was, I was just going to say that was, that was really our hope, man, is, is that we could be a support, right? I mean, I think we're, I, I, and, and I think specifically to counselors, like I think we look at the ratios, right? I mean, of what's recommended and what's actually happening of, oh, of yeah. like student to counselor ratios and just the impossibility of the task, right? And I know that you guys are working as hard as you can and losing sleep at night. And, and, and I, our hope was really to provide a tool that didn't add any additional burden to you, but that could potentially provide this this safety net that's just going on all the time um, and that you can access and that you can direct students to as just an added support. We're never there to supplant. We're just there to enhance and multiply. And that's 
Anyways, we're just excited, man. We're yeah. just excited. So if you guys are interested in getting school pulse into your school, Yuri, where can people find you? Shameless plug time. Yeah. <laughs> they can go to schoolpulse.org. Like there you just go. go there. Pulse as in like your pulse. Like so check your pulse, but schoolpulse.org. I mean, I, maybe on your notes you can put my personal number on there. I, I just I'm all up for making friends. So let's make friends. Yeah. So schoolpulse.org. Um, and I'll leave Yuri's email in the podcast description Perfect. as well. So you can go check them out and start a conversation there. Um, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of the sounding board from the Utah school counselors association. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the sounding board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.